Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm Osher Ginsberg. I'm a, a TV host and a book writing guy from uh, Sydney, Australia, and I host this podcast. It's called Better Than Yesterday. Uh, Mondays I speak with a guest, Fridays I speak with you, and this show is just designed to hopefully help you make today better than yesterday. Something that you hear during this program will make you go, oh, you know what? Yeah. And go to bed tonight going, you know what, today was pretty good. Thanks very much for everyone that got in touch who listened to the episode with Dr. Rod Farmer. It was a cracker. If you haven't heard it, why don't you scroll back a little in the feed and and check it out. It's a very interesting podcast that talks a lot about possibility, the possibilities that we have before us in these interesting times with a lot of pressure from things like COVID and climate change and things like this, that there's a lot of possibility in all of that, and it's not all grim. Uh, it's a cracking listen, and I, and I really recommend it. Rod really is one of the smartest people I've ever met, and um, I'm really grateful that I could share that conversation with you. I just wanted to kind of check in and then get to a couple of questions uh, that people have, have asked me to check in with you. Oh, man, we've been making Masked Singer here in Melbourne. I'm in, I'm in lockdown. I'm away from the, the wife and kids, and we're having to go into mandatory hotel quarantine when we get back to New South Wales. So that's kind of weighing on me a bit. And I'm pretty sure that that's the thing that has led me to a lot of not sleeping. And that really sucks. And I've talked about this a bit as I was leading up to the Melbourne thing, I think there's something's going on with like, there's things that I can consciously be aware of that I'm consciously aware of that I'm worrying about. You know, there's things that I can rationalize through the day. Okay, I'm you know, concerned about various things that I've committed to and, you know, financial things. And, you know, we all have that. You know, I'm not going to make the mortgage. We all have that. What if this happens? Will I be able to pay the school fees? We all have this shit. All right. That's, that's pretty standard. And then there's the, the things that as I was leading up to being away from my family for so long, sleep was a bit elusive. But being down here, 
being away from... I mean, I guess I shouldn't really be surprised. I watched the way Wolfgang, our little baby, goes to sleep. And unless he has Bunny and his blanket and he has the little song that we sing him, we wrote a little song for him, and he has this little song that we sing him right before his bed and he's got his little noise machine. Unless he has all those things, he's like, mm, fuck you, I'm not going to fall asleep. But if he has all these things, he's like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm cool. I can fall asleep here. This is good. So similarly, it's weird. You know, I'm in another bed. I haven't got my own pillow. I'm missing my gravity blanket. Audrey's not next to me and I must wake up all through the night and reach out and just make sure she's there. Because I swear, the first four days of this week, I reckon I might have got a combined two hours and 77 minutes of sleep. <laughs> just And like in five-minute chunks. And it was that really kind of annoying, I sleep for about 10 minutes and then wake, startly wake up. And then I'd spend uh, 20 minutes, half an hour, relaxing my body back down to be able to fall asleep again. And then be asleep for five or ten minutes, and then bang, awake again. And I just do this over and over and over again all night long. And this happened like three nights in a row. And it was really hard, man. It was really hard. I, I did speak to my doctor about it. I spoke to my psychiatrist about it, and he has given me something because he knew I was going to go away. And I said, "Listen, I'm probably going to need something because it's pretty big days and it's a pretty big nights, and I'm, I know what I'm like. Is there something you can handle? I can handle because I've got to be careful with things like." certain things that have higher addiction profiles because of, you know, my history with such things. And then, of course, I, you know, when I did get the prescription, I had to run it past my guy and say, hey, man, this is what I've been prescribed. He says, okay, then we'll keep in touch with me. anyway, Because you've got to do that when you're part of the secret club that I'm in. Anyway, it got to the point where I just, uh, even the sleeping pill wouldn't touch the sides. And I'm just kind of lying there, riding out the kind of initial wave of that medication taking effect. And then unfortunately it makes me a little too groggy to read. So I can't read, but I'm just lying there awake. And yeah, then I'll spend the next day, you know, I guess a state of Schrodinger's caffeination uh, where I can simultaneously have too much and not enough coffee in my body. <laughs> where I am too caffeinated to think straight, but not caffeinated enough to talk properly. It's just drag when you're trying to make a TV show. <laughs> That's a lot of people who are relying on you to speak properly. But I got through it and there's, a, you know, a great amount of support at work and everyone's very understanding. There's a lot of stress going on. And I said this to Audrey the other day and I said, I don't know what's going on. She goes, well, you've never lived through a fucking pandemic before, have you? You've never faced mandatory quarantine before because whatever's bothering me, whatever's keeping me awake, it's not something that I'm aware of. All the rational stuff, like, you know, I sit there during the day and I do all my writing and I write all my CBT shit out and I, you know, and I, and I do all that stuff. I can rationalize all that stuff in the daytime and I totally make sense and I'm, I'm understanding of everything and I understand my, you know, my ability to accept it and things like this. And, but whatever it is, is so deep down, dug, hidden away in the back of my head, I actually don't know what it is. But I guess the plus side is that I'm getting a lot of practice at learning and, and perfecting my relaxation, get back to sleep techniques. So I'm grateful for that. I've got to be grateful for something. So even though I might be pretty ropeable and and as you know, you only need a couple of nights of crappy sleep and then you can start to feel your respiratory system start to fray at the edges and you can feel your immune system start to shudder and you can, and you know as well as I do in this day and age, you can't even just get a runny nose. If you get a runny nose, you're like out until you get your tests back, right? So I'm like, I can't do that. I've got to keep shooting. Like, so I, uh, you know, I tried to rest as much as I could the other day and did not do a squillion kilometres on the bike again, which was good. 
but last night was all right. I had a had a better sleep last night, and uh, trying to make sure my sleep hygiene is as good as it can be. Trying to do my best around all that. It's a bit tricky, but I'm getting there. But you know, I'm grateful for. There was a time when I would wake up and then be afraid that I was awake, and then worry that I was awake, and then not be able to sleep because I was worried about being awake, and then be getting worried that I'm worried about being awake, and then staying awake because I'm worried about being awake, and then you know, just it's a fucking clusterfuck, right? But at least now I can just go, oh, okay, all right. Well, what if this relaxation technique works? Or what if that breathing technique works? Oh, I've, you know, I might try this, this, this breathing pattern. Or I might try, you know, meditating on this thing. Or I might try just being present to the feeling of my little fingers or whatever it is, you know. And I'm just getting to practice all these other techniques of getting back to sleep. So I'm just trying to be as in acceptance of the situation as much. Like, okay, it's 4 a.m. I'm awake. Alarm's going off in two hours. Okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> so, yeah, I've been getting through that a bit, which has been fun. Eh, what are you going to do? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I did uh, pop on Instagram earlier and ask if there was any questions. I really enjoyed answering the questions last week, and I'm really grateful for the people that did pop in and ask me questions because I, I, I appreciate it a lot, and I'm, I'm grateful for the chance to answer your questions. Carrie asked a question, how do you manage weight gain on meds? Uh, This is something I did talk about quite a bit in my book, Carrie, but I'll give you the the short version here. People may not understand that every medication comes with a benefit and a side effect, even a paracetamol, all right, even an ibuprofen, an aspirin comes with a benefit and a side effect, right? And so some particular drugs that people who have mental health issues take in order to give them a bit of resilience so they can do the work to maybe help get better or to manage their life and try to help balance them out. Some of those drugs, they make you a whole lot less crazy, but they also do affect your body's insulin response. In some of them, some cases or other cases, you know, there's other, other factors behind it, but some of them do cause weight gain. And I have most definitely been on the drugs that make you cause weight gain carrier. There was one point where I was putting on a kilo a week and I was down to track pants at one point because they were the only pants that would fit me. I think I peaked out at about 96. I think I'm around 80-ish now. Kilos, that is. I don't know what. If you're listening in America, you you decided to go with pounds and now you're on your own. You can do... (laughs) You can do the conversions. So, Carrie, look, I would I would say to you, you know, you can't. There are ways there are ways to deal with it. You can start by talking to your doctor and you know, seeing if there are other medications that are options for you. When I had to go back on meds, because it's a factor for me, I have to be concerned about weight gain because the suits I wear on at work, it's just a part of my work is that I get suits. I have to wear a suit at work, and they're tailored suits. And they get them all done at the start of the season. This is how it is. 
And if I put on a kilo or two, it's really evident that I can't fit the suit. There was I can't blame the suit because it was made for me. So I have to be really careful with weight gain. And so when it did come time to get back on meds, I talked to my doctor about it. We we found the SSRI that had the lowest weight gain. It's still going to happen, but it did have the lowest weight gain profile of all the side effects. And I'm okay with that. I just work out like crazy, <laughs> Carrie. But I know what it's like to work out like crazy and still gain weight. When I was on the katiapine, which is a... um. Antipsychotic, and there was another one. I can't remember the name of it. But one of them was Katiapine, and there was another one that I can't remember. But I was riding like 250Ks a week. I was riding a lot, a lot. I was like fanging up to Panga Canyon three times a week and then doing a whole bunch of stuff. And I was still putting on weight. I was still putting on weight because it messes with the way your body processes food and processes insulin. So, look, Carrie, there are probably ways you can deal with it, but I would say it starts with talking to your doctor and there's so many things you, you can do, uh, you know, just maybe speak to, there's probably people who are like a clinical dietitian I would recommend that you can go and track down, uh, maybe talk to your doctor about that and, you know, try and make sure that the food that you are eating is as, as low profile as, as far as, you know, making weight gain happen as, as you can get and making sure that you are doing the right amount of exercise that you need to do anyway. And the benefit of that is the exercise has been proven to increase the effect of a lot of meds. So you can double or sometimes I think it's even triple some sorts of medications just by exercising, which is a big reason why I exercise as well because I want to power up the meds that I'm on. But Carrie, I know it sucks. It really sucks. And people look at you and go, I can get to F45, how can't you? And you're like, mate, I am working out, motherfucker, and it's not touching the sides. And it sucks, Carrie. It really, really sucks. But it's a conversation to have with your doctor. And But just, you know, it's important to understand that I know what it's like to be crazy and I know what it's like to have the meds take that away and have that relief. And it's a decision for you to make as to how much of the meds can you get away with to a point of like how much weight gain are you okay with for the benefit of not being nuts. You know, everything's a benefit and a side effect. So that's a choice for you to make, Carrie. But thank you very much for Thank you very, very much for reaching out and, uh, and asking that question. I'm, I'm grateful for it. Who asked this question? And I kind of liked it. NJC asked me, what's my coffee making process slash walk f- workflow? <laughs> Grind, dose, extraction time, weight, nerd out. Okay, so I'm, I'm away from home. So I have I had two coffee situations I brought with me. I brought one cold press thing, a, a beautiful uh, Hario Japanese cold brew situation where it's a cold brew bottle at Hario Make and I would grind the beans the night before, put them in there, put them in uh, water with a few ice cubes and pop it in the fridge and it stays there overnight. And uh, in the morning, boom, there it is, beautiful cold brew coffee. Until I did my dishes one, I think like the fourth day I was here in Melbourne and I smashed the glass. (laughs) And I was very sad. But thankfully, I also brought my AeroPress, and I I use an AeroPress with a fellow gasket. So AeroPress is a is a very clever little device invented by the man that invented the Aerobee frisbee, actually. And I am traveling with. I bought a fellow Prismo gasket for that, which makes sure that when you push the coffee down, it doesn't release until it reaches a certain pressure, because there's a certain pressure at which the oil extraction is at its peak. And so I'm working with that at the moment. I doubled down. I've got a hand grinder, a Hario hand grinder, and I probably put about 50 grams of beans in in a hand grinder. And um, I'll have essentially what's called a long black. You know, I'll throw some hot water on top of that in the cup and I'll go that. But when I'm at home, 
we use a Lalit T60 machine. I weigh out 21 grams of beans, either beans from St. Ali here in Melbourne or beans from Coffee Alchemy up in Marrickville. Or if, you know, I've got to say, I'm finding the Harris Farm beans pretty good, actually. <laughs> Harris Farm's a, a chain of uh, groceries in, in Sydney. And if you're up in Brisbane, I would recommend Black Star beans because they're pretty dope. And I weigh out 21 grams of that. And we did have a uh, calibrated tamper, but it got dropped and stopped working. So we just kind of wing it. And I think I, I usually extract for... I don't know, like 20 seconds or something like that. 20 seconds. Yeah, that's about it. That's about what happens in the mornings back when I'm at home. But because I'm on the road, it's hand ground AeroPress. And uh, I've got a travel kit that I take with me because life is too short and work is too intense to rely on the hit and miss of whatever cafes happen to be around. And plus we're in a pandemic, so there's a lot of stuff that's not open. And do I feel comfortable putting my lips to a cup that's been sitting in a, in a shop? No, I don't. So I at least know that my coffee comes from my house and I'm in control of, of the hygiene around that coffee cup. And uh, I, hope that answered, I hope that answered your question. And Tommy K has asked this question here. Tommy K would like to know, when is Dad Pod returning for season two my wife is due in three weeks and i've listened through the first season twice already man tommy season two of dad pod is actually all in the can but to be honest tommy we're just waiting on a sponsor we're uh, we're very close to securing a sponsor for season two and once we get a sponsor up we will make that happen as quickly as we possibly can it's a really really good thing but mate congratulations tommy good on you i hope it goes really well just be there. Take snacks, as you no doubt know. <laughs> Take snacks. Take snacks. Two Bachelor questions. Uh, why is there so long between filming and broadcasting The Bachelors? Because television takes a long time to make. If it's not live, all the stuff has to go through post-production. So every time you see the camera change camera angles, that's a cut. That's an edit. And The Bachelor is a very intensive – it has a very intensive post-production process. And television takes a long time to cut together. Say, for example, if you've got three cameras rolling on a 20-minute moment from a group date, that's an hour of footage, okay? We'll often have five cameras. And so for every 10 minutes of film, that means there's 50 minutes of footage to go through. And it's a lot. So all that footage has to be looked at and it's called logging where people will watch the footage and go, oh, at this point, such and such looks at such and such and such a way and then making a note of that. So it's quite an intensive process to go through and find all the little bits and moments. Like say, for example, in a show like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or something, you'll see one of the blokes give another bloke a bit of a side eye. All right. So they might go, okay, that's a pretty good moment there. Have we got a better angle on that? And they'll go and check all the other cameras at that time code. Say, for example, it was at 10.21 p.m. and 13 seconds and four frames. Okay, who else had that? Ah, and they have to go and then find that other file and then find those few seconds and go, now, who is he looking at? He's looking over there. Now, can we see what he's looking at? Which camera had that? And they go and find that. Okay, there it is. And they go put those two bits together and then we can go, someone gives someone a side eye and then you cut to that person's reaction. So that all takes time. What I've just described is probably about a half an hour work that's for like a three seconds of a tv show and so that's why it takes so long to give you an idea something way less complicated something like the masked singer which is quite post heavy but most of the work is done in the studio 
we had three edit suites running 24 hours a day because we had a 10-day turnaround, I think, from the first episode. Yeah, we're, we're 10 days out from record to transmission, which is not a lot of time. So for a show like Mask, it's, it's really tough. So, yeah, we have three edit seats working 24 hours a day. So something as complicated as Bachelor, that's why. But the, I guess the other thing, Riley, is we want to be sure we can shoot at a time of the year when it's still kind of warm enough to do fun stuff outside in Sydney. And yet the network will go, you know what, this, this is the kind of show we like to have in wintertime when people are home and they're watching, you know, they're not going out. It's not a hot summer night. They're, they're all together. There. So they'll hold it, you know, and that's also a big factor holding the show till the time of year that works right for the network for when they when they want to do it that, that's that's called programming that stuff and it's the same in radio you know like how come we hear the cardi b song right after the news you know why don't we hear a justin bieber song right after the news well it's because it's research has shown that when you play the cardi b song right after the news people listen to the next song after the news but if they play the justin bieber song then they turn off that's not true but i'm just you know there's a lot more to it <laughs> is what i'm trying to say riley there's a lot more to it and I think there other, there's a few more other questions around about, I guess, I don't know any way to, other way to say it, but there's a bit of boundary breaching as far as people deciding what my morals and values are and then choosing to dictate to me what I should and shouldn't do for a job because of the kind of shows that I work on. So let me just say this. I haven't held back on this show really ever. Uh, so you've probably got a fair idea as to who I am and where my morals and values lie. And I just, I don't know, I just ask you to trust that what you think is going on might not actually be what's going on because what you know about me might lead you to believe that <laughs> he would never be involved in what I think is going on and because what I think is going on, I want to be right, therefore he's the one in the wrong. Maybe what you think is going on isn't going on. That's what I'll say about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Gee, they're tricky ones to answer those ones. Uh yeah, they're tricky ones to answer. I get everybody wants the most scandalous, most salacious thing to be true. It's often not. In fact, it really usually never is. But that's boring, isn't it? You want the scandalous thing to be true because it makes a more scandalous, interesting story. And having seen a lot of stuff go down, like I'm telling you, it's, it's never like that, really. It's never, ever really like that. Anyway, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. I'll see you on Monday. Who's on Monday's show? Oh, it's a really, very, really quite a very good one. It's um, Hugh Van Quillenberg. He's a, a fascinating human being, and I'm really excited to talk to him. Yeah, he's really good. It's going to be a goodie. Thanks heaps to Andy, who edited this. Thanks very much to Rachel, my show producer, who's also been dealing with me down here and is also trying to figure out how she's going to supply me with supplies during my mandatory hotel quarantine. <laughs> and um, thanks very much to Haley who sorted out all the socials. And Mike for all the music. Get around Mike, toe hider. Can't play any gigs, so he's doing a lot of live streaming lately. So if you want to find some interesting action online, you can go and check out toe hider's live streams because they're always fun. Okay, cool. Thanks heaps. Thanks for listening. Until I speak to you Monday, 
Uh, look after yourself. Wash your hands. Stay away from other people. Be kind. Sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.